I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you wanna take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair uh, to see. And so, therefore, you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day I bought another domain. Yes. I bought another domain. It's almost like, uh, I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to try godaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. By that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter, and it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that, but that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away, and they're right, you know, and so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there. But you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 308, Jeremy Wilson. You know, I love I love uh, positivity. I love a good story. Uh, but I'm also probably one of the few out there saying that life's going to happen to you. Challenges happen in your life and your ability to push past them, the ability to push through them is what really will help determine your success. Um, unfortunately, people go through these alone these tough times. 
And if you don't, ha- if you're not surrounded by the right people, not the right group of friends, not a, the right group of family, um, it can be very lonely and very, um, uh, you know, really tough. But, you know, Jeremy's a great example of what building those relationships with no expectation. It's not like he built them with an expectation. But when you build the depth of relationships that Jeremy's been able to build, it can pull you through some pretty tough, tough times. And uh, I think he does a great job explaining it. He is uh, going through a huge change in his life. And again, because he's connected with the right people and they are great people, um, he's going to get through it. And it's just such a cool thing when you're in this world and this world can just move from West Coast almost to completely 2,600 miles to the East Coast and not skip a beat. That's a very, very cool designed lifestyle business. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Um, he's going to talk to us about change and the beauty of this business. Um, maybe, I, and I use the phrase "designing your lifestyle business." So when life happens, as it will to every single one of us, um, you're prepared and you have the ability to adapt to it. So, welcome, Jeremy Wilson. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you, Stephen. It's hey, fun to be here. Well, it's great to have you um, because I've been sitting here watching you for the last couple of years. Just put your head down, do the work, and grow, and add on people. And originally, I thought this talk we were going to talk about, and we still will. But but I was the the premise I was taking was surrounding yourself with the right people and a you know, not almost adopting them, but but really making them a big part of your life in business and what that has done for you because you've really you've got some outliers um, that you've connected with um, and it's made you know what I would suggest from afar your business life very successful is that fair yeah the connections that we make through Facebook and through personal meetings and and the conventions and stuff that we go to and everything have really made a huge difference in the way we do things um, it's taken us in probably a hundred different directions, um, and it's been really exciting too. We get through, you know, all these different people that we talk to and different changes and stuff. And we've I've modified my business I don't know how many times based on other people and contacts that we've made like that. Isn't that part of? Isn't that like the best part of your? your business life is having others that you can say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. You have somebody who's a has a vested interest in your success, but B also is walking the walk along with you so they can relate. They can understand all these things because it's complicated, right? When you, if I talk to somebody outside of our business, they're like, Oh, just do this. I'm like, well, it's not quite as easy as that because these little factors that I never add. Oh, well, yeah, that would change things. Yeah. No kidding. So when, when there's somebody who does the same thing you do or walks that same walk, they understand the perspective, and I think that that perspective is so important. Right, and I've been really blessed to have partners with Brianna Green and Bob Steele. Um, they've been amazing, um, and I'm the slacker of the group, obviously. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, what they do just impresses me all the time. It's crazy, but they also they're also part of what helps drive me too. Yeah, they are both outliers. So let's be fair. All right. Uh, Bob, who is the most humble guy you'll ever meet in your life, never realized the skills that he has in sourcing. Um, Hmm. He's phenomenal at it. And for him, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. And he's literally looking at you like, really, you think this is impressive? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, Bob. I mean, I talked to hundreds of people. For him, it's just so easy. And then Brianna, Brianna is one of the most 
I don't know. I mean, it just seems to me she is one of the most intense maybe maybe focus whatever she focuses on she does i mean it just doesn't matter to me and the ability to to spin six or seven plates at one time at that level is is phenomenal and she is absolutely an outlier there oh she has an energy level that's so intense it's crazy um i can't imagine trying to keep up with her on everything it's it's just absolutely nuts how much stuff she does how many different directions she goes um she's yeah She's amazing in all of it, too. It's crazy. It's infectious. You can't hang with her and not be inspired and say, all right, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go do this. Let's take that hill. I could see her in the military life leading a crew over a hill because I would follow her. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. And she would make me follow her. I'd be afraid if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about uh, getting into the e-commerce world. I mean, was this your whole plan in life was, man, I can't wait to sell stuff online. This is it. This is going to be it. No, actually, it was something that just kind of happened. My, uh, we, when I first started, my brother actually had seen an article in a newspaper saying that the average household has about $5,000 worth of stuff in their house that they don't need. Um, so what we decided to do is we'll start selling stuff on eBay and see what happens. Um, I had sold on eBay before just dealing little things here and there, but nothing serious or anything. So when we started this, we both raised a few hundred dollars. So then the idea was to take that money and to create a business with it and to see who does what with it. Uh, rules were you couldn't put any of your own money into it. You had to just use the money that you used starting from selling around the house. Um, and that's what we did. We just took that money and turned it over and over. And so it was a competition for you guys. It wasn't like you were going to create a giant, you know, million dollar business. It was you had to beat him at all costs. Fair? Yep. It was just a game. It was and just I a game. It. You know, yeah. they talk about those games like, um, was it Cash Flow Quadrant? And there's a couple other ones that I've seen out there. And, and using them to inspire kids that have that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I think that's pretty healthy, don't you? I mean, th think about what it did for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. And like I said, and it was one of those things, too. It just, like I said, it just kind of fell together and it, it became something, you know, more. Um, that first year, like I said, we started with basically nothing, each one of us just selling around the house, everything. And by the end of the first year, because we actually started on January 1 um, because it was a New Year's article, um, I did $46,000, I believe, on eBay um, wow. that first year. Um, he beat me. He did closer to 70000 that first year. Wow. That's a significant amount of money to sell on eBay. Whoa. Yeah. And basically, it just, yeah, it just started, like I said, selling stuff around the house. Then we went to yard sales, thrift stores, stuff like that. Just took what money we did make, flipped it. Um, within about three or four months, uh, we had stumbled upon uh, clothing, everything. And once we, once we stumbled upon clothing, that's where it really blew up. Because before, you know, we would do a few hundred dollars in sales each month at ever just you know, finding whatever we could to sell. Once we figured out we could do clothing, um, we went to JCPenney, Sears, mall stores, things like that. We were buying clearance clothing off the rack, reselling it, and really, that's where it blew up. I think that's a, a, that's a very strong point, a pro tip right there. If you try to sell every, if you try to be the Walmart of e-commerce, I don't care if it's on Amazon, eBay, uh, your own website, Poshmark, um, you know, it used to be, hey, go wide, not deep. Go wide, not deep. 
I think that that phrase is is misunderstood sometimes. It doesn't necessarily mean go product-wide. It means within a category, go product-wide. So if you're going to sell shoes, don't just sell Nike... Uh, I don't know, one particular shoe that size, right? It's, it's sell multiples of different ones. And I think, I think your example is a really good one where you found a niche kind of um, and then focused in on it. Did that mean that you generally, and this is generally, stopped buying the other stuff that you saw, even though you might have bought it in the past because you'd go there, you knew exactly what you were looking for. I want to see the clothing or shoes, whatever, and that's it? Yeah, once we once I stumbled into the clothing, that's what I focused on. I didn't go to any more yard sales. I didn't go to any more thrift stores. Um, I basically focused basically on clothing. Um, I stuck with surfer and skater brands. Um, oh, nice. You know, and back then, my a lot of my business was actually Australia. Um, huh. I shipped I shipped probably half of everything I sold to uh, internationally. You know, and that went on for several years until the post office increased their rates for the international then the international dropped off a little bit um i still focus on the same thing but i still pay but then i picked up shoes and same thing I, I stuck with vans and nike you know just the name brands i didn't go anything crazy you know i wasn't trying to push a new brand or anything like that i was just reselling what i could find a deal on at the, at the mall stores when i started doing that and i started bringing in more products and and more you know styles like as far as coats and hoodies and all this stuff i was still increasing um, but i was losing the international sales pretty big and then again a couple of years after that international sales you know for the post office went up again and sales dropped again hmm. um, so i lost i got to the point where i lost probably 75 percent of my international sales just because the shipping became too expensive so that's actually when i started selling on amazon um, and that was, I want to say four years ago, five years ago, okay. five years ago. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there thinking about, um, when I think about, uh, selling clothing the way you were. So there's two schools of thought. You could go to yard sales and buy clothing that, you know, and, you know, buy it for a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar, you know, maybe $5 maximum. And then you could flip it for whatever amount. Or your example was to go to J.C. Penney's and buy clearance and, and whatever and then sell it. When you think about those two models, knowing what you know and knowing what the market is today, I want to make it relevant to today, which do you think is a better path if you want to scale? Um, I would say buying the new clothing hmm. because I with, with used clothing, like let's say you go to thrift stores, you buy used clothing, there's an incredible ROI on it. When you can pick up a shirt for $2 and sell it for $20, $25, it's, a, it's an incredible ROI, and you can't, you can't beat that, but it is a lot of work. Whereas where I was going to the mall stores, um, going in, and I would buy out you know 20 of the same shirt. I actually could buy you know volume. Everything and where I was buying shirts or whatever, and I would buy them for four or five dollars and sell them for fifteen to twenty dollars. My RI wasn't as high or as great as the the used clothing, but I could buy in bulk that way. Yeah, and creating that listing takes the same amount of time. So creating a, a listing with a variation on specifically eBay, well, even right. on Amazon too, it takes the same amount of time because it's one version. Right, one set of photos, uh, put in a little bit of detail, some extra UPC information, some extra, you know, a little bit of size information, and then, boom, the listing's up. And if you're doing that one-off, and you have to do it 20 times to equal it, now all of a sudden you've got 20 different sets of all that information. It's just, it's, it's inefficiency. Right. 
And I, and I think that's why a lot of eBayers actually struggle to go to Amazon. They see the higher fees. They see the lower ROI on it. They don't do one-offs on Amazon too well. Um, so they, a lot of the eBayers have, a, have struggled to go onto Amazon when they're going from thrift stores to trying to sell on Amazon. They don't see the lower ROI. They don't see the volume, things like that. Whereas where the model I had on eBay, um, it, it was easy transition for me. I didn't yeah. have any problem with it. That's very smart. And so, you know, that might be a good uh, piece of advice for somebody, too. If you're thinking about going from eBay to Amazon, maybe that's a great transition method is to, to take and convert your eBay store first off to that model and then put that inventory also on Amazon. I'd run it on both. And then just, you know, you got to find a way to match up your inventory in the beginning, do it manually through Excel or something like that. And then you can get software that'll allow you to do it. So I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah, it works out really well. Like I said, it's, uh, it was an easy transition for me because, like I said, I was already buying in bulk. I was already doing a lower ROI with a higher volume. So for me, it was easier. Like I said, I see a lot of eBay people complain that the ROI is too low, that you know they don't want to spend $5 to make 15 or to sell it for 15 to make you know, a $5 profit. You know, it does, but on Amazon, that's, that's where you're going to make money is the volume. Yeah. And, 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 and let's be fair, eBay has gotten easier to do this stuff too. It was not easy back in the day to do variations and all that kind of jazz. They definitely have caught up on that end. Now, unfortunately, uh, so many other people do it. So, you, you know, it, not necessarily the best model um, completely. Um, do you still sell on eBay, by the way? I do. Okay. All right. So it's absolutely worth, I mean, think about the size of the audience compared to Amazon. Um, it's much smaller. However, there's a real audience there. It's the number two marketplace, right, out there. All right. So let's talk about Amazon. So you, you said, hey, I've got this model and I can add it to Amazon. Who, how did you find that out? Um, actually, I started on Amazon because they contacted me. Oh, wow. Was, so they saw what you were selling. Wow. Yeah. I was actually a big shoe seller on, on eBay. And uh, Amazon actually contacted me and wanted me to sell shoes on Amazon. So I set up my Amazon account. I started listing all the shoes that I had on there, basically just Vans and Nikes and stuff. Um, went through, got my listings up, everything, took care of all that. They, they set it all up, and I didn't get a single sale for two months. Oh, that's great. That's and very inspiring, that, right? I went ahead and... <laughs> Yeah, I went ahead and canceled my Amazon account. You know, the pro the pro account dropped it back down to an individual account, um, which of course then I couldn't sell shoes at the time. So it took out all my listings, everything. And when they they contacted me, um, somebody from that department in Amazon contacted me like a week or so later and asked me about it. And I told them, yeah, I didn't have a single sell. I said I I sell you know ten twelve pairs of Nikes a a week on eBay. I'm not so I didn't sell a single one in two months on Amazon. So he did a little research and found out that my listings never went live. Whoa. They, something happened, some glitch. They nothing nothing went live on it. So he convinced me to try it again. Um, he said, let's let's get all the listings up. Do me a favor this time, send them in for FBA instead of manual fulfillment. Um, send them in to us, everything, and we'll get we'll get your listings up and live. And as soon as my stuff started hitting the warehouse, it started flying off the shelves. And that's when I knew I was hooked. No kidding. So yeah. it never went live, man. And and yeah. you wouldn't have a clue 
you know, back then, especially you don't know the platform, it's new to you. There's a miss on their part. They should have followed up with you immediately once the lower, the store went up, and that's a miss. Um, but the fact that they were progressive in approaching you, I think, is one of the reasons why Amazon's so successful. They understand that. When's the last time somebody from eBay reached out to you? Uh, never. <laughs> never. Now think about it. How many years have you been selling? A um, little over 10, I think. Okay, a little over 10, and you've heard from yes. zero. Now think about that. Right. Th that's a clue right that's that that's a clue ebay if you're listening that's a clue yeah. reach out to your sellers you can help them um when when you think about the potential of amazon versus what you saw the potential for ebay what i mean did you have this expectation i mean the first week when you started to see real sales on amazon was it like oh my goodness i could i could multiply my business as opposed to pick pack and shipping everything well, I was so used to it at that point, you know, I'm selling a hundred thousand dollars on eBay each year, actually like 98 to a hundred thousand. I mean, I was right there, right on the edge of, you know, hitting of six figures at each year. Um, I was right there. So I was always used to packing and mailing every day. Didn't bother me. Um, when I went to Amazon and I, when I said, when the sales took off like that, I realized that when I don't have to pack and ship them like that, I could really ramp this up. Hmm. You know, and it was one of those this light bulb moments where you start seeing everything that of the potential of everything. Um, now I knew I couldn't, I didn't want to do clothing on Amazon. Um, I still did shoes at the very beginning, but as soon as I started selling on Amazon, that's when I started branching out, and I started selling toys and and grocery. I started selling household goods. I started selling everything once I hit that. I think that's another good point is I, I like the idea of doing that because you kind of figure out what you like. Um, are you still selling in, multi, in all those categories today? I am. You are. Are you still, what, what's your dominant category? Um, right now I'm working on pushing household. Okay. So yeah, household. Kitchen decor, things like that. And can I ask you why? Um, it's what I like. Okay. Right. And I so have, I, I I I've always been I've always been a person who sells what I like. If I don't like it, I don't sell it. Um, I, I sold shoes for years. I never I don't sell Crocs because I think they're ugly. <laughs> well, I you think know, that's a so. good statement, though, is that you gravitate towards what you like if you're looking to do it long term. That's where I was going with it. I think this is, yeah. that's a perfect example. You sell a whole bunch of things, and then something's going to kind of fit for you, right? I mean, if you look back, thinking about what you've been selling. I mean, if you are honest, is is kitchen and home really your category then too? When you think about it, I think so. I think yeah. that's that seems to be where I gravitate more towards, and that's that's what I like, and that's seems to be where the pa where more of the passion is on it. Um, I think I think you actually get a, a larger advantage when you actually like your products. I mean, there's always the people who say, "I don't I don't care what it is. If I make money, I'll sell it." But if you don't like the product, there's really just no no drive behind it you know what i mean yeah you 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 don't really care for the product or whatever and it's like okay you just send it in because it sells and that's fine um you do make money but when you know customers have questions or if you want to build a listing you're just kind of going in half-heartedly because you don't really like the product or anything um i think the passion really helps drive the better products and I, and I would say that when when the business becomes a job, and at some point it does, it becomes you know mundane or what have you, 
the shiny object syndrome is much, you're much more vulnerable to it when you don't have that focus. When it's outside of, so if you know that, hey, this is kitchen and, and uh, home, this is where I'm going, all those other things that come along, you're like, yeah, that's neat, but I'm staying right here. And I think that that's a very healthy thing because when I look at the success, the most successful, the outliers, they have a lane and they know it and they know it better than everyone else because they put the time in it. Well, part of that too, whatever, is also my time constraints. Um, I've always been a part-time seller. I've just never had the time to really dedicate all the, uh, you know, full-time attention to everything either. Um, I don't. I think I explained to you once before. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I do own an automotive shop, also, and that's where I work Monday through Friday. You know, um, but anyway, so I have I have multiple businesses going on. So my online selling, um, I'm not one of the big sellers out there. I'm part time. I you know I, I usually average about $150,000 a year in sales. Um, nothing crazy. Um, this year actually my sales are in the tank um, because of you know personal issues and things. Um, I like to say explained to you before whatever you know I'm getting divorced after 20 years. I'm gonna be moving across country. I've got so many things going on. Um, plus with the business we have it's really blown up in so many directions this year we've gone from you know just buying and reselling um to when you know we started eps here a while back uh, what three and a half four years ago um, we started doing that so i've got that time involved in that and we started being approached by people who want us to promote their brands then we got you know we have people come to us with exclusives then we have VA rentals where we do the designs and we have people approaching us for stuff like that um, our, my attention's drawn in so many different directions that my my sales are actually not what everybody wants to think of as a big seller well I, I think that that's all relative I think mm -hmm. what what you're doing is all those e-commerce businesses elite product sourcing is EPS if people don't understand what that is um, as you say, that it, it, most people think of Brianna because she's so out there, right? She's, she's the one who's out in front all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a couple people behind the scenes, and that's what it takes is a big team to run that kind of event. So let's talk about that for a second. So EPS mm -hmm. offers, it, 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 talk again about what the services that they offer. Um, the EPS, that's the one we started. Um, basically, Brianna and Bob and I, we got into a, uh, a sourcing group. And it was pretty bad. <laughs> so we, uh, Bob had hired a VA himself, everything, and we were going to split the VA, and we left that group. Well, that group just died off really badly. And we had people contacting us saying, hey, where did you guys go? What are you guys doing? What group are you guys joining? And we said, uh, we're doing our own thing. And then people wanted in on that. So then we brought them in, and they were sharing the cost of the VA. And then pretty soon more people and more people were asking us to to help and it was just a short time probably within a few weeks we're like okay let's just do this so we founded EPS or elite product sourcing we started hiring more VAs we started building groups um, next thing you know we've got you know 25 VAs running we had sourcing groups we had email groups we had mastermind groups on on Facebook we had I mean it was just all over the place all of a sudden you know, every month, whatever, we had, you know, a lot of subscribers, a lot of people just wanted single purchase, you know, lists and things like that. So it was, it really just kind of blew up and it was, wasn't anything we planned. It just all fell together. 
Well, I don't know that it fell together as much as, uh, you know, because what I've seen, like I remember when Liron was in a, a, a sourcing group, he uh-huh. was the biggest contributor. He was the guy, you could just tell, he was like the outlier. And when he left and started his own, he sold it out in like two hours because everybody knew that he was the outlier in that group at that time. And right. so uh, people were attracted to that because you contribute. So my bet is, you know, looking back at it in that other group, and I don't mean to disparage anybody in any way, but you guys probably contributed the most. I mean, I, I think of Bob Steele contributing what his mind would do for a sourcing group. He'd be like, yeah, that's good, but what about this and this and this and this and this? I see him in tactical arbitrage, and I'm thinking, Jesus, this guy never used that software before, and all of a sudden he's contributing so much back in the day. So I think right. the outliers, I think that's a natural... Um, if you are an outlier contributing the most in a group, you should start your own sourcing group. Not that I want to see other ones get affected, but it's the real <laughs> world because that's what, you know, people are attracted to that. You know, I mean, it's, that's not unfair. So when you think about where you ended up, does it look like it was a path? If you went back and looked at it, I'm sure it was a zigzag, but realistically, it's probably a straight line, Jeremy. No. No, I bet you no, it is. I bet you there a, is. No, no. Here's what I mean by that. There probably is. Ability wise, yeah. yeah. Ability wise, outliers yeah. are straight lines. They move all over the place because they're trying to find their lane. So it looks like they're jumping around. But realistically, when you look back, it's more straight than than zigzag. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's been so crazy. Just all the different stuff we've done and all the stuff we do. Um, like I said, we started EPS, the Elite Product Sourcing with EPS. Um, we started doing sourcing groups. We started doing custom sourcing. We started doing XPaths for tactical arbitrage. Um, we started doing just kind of everything that people were asking us for. Then we started VA rentals, and we started doing the design, the merch, the POD stuff. The, I mean, and that's kind of gone nuts to it over over the last three years or so. We've done, I, I want to say, we passed the twenty-five thousand design mark here not wow. too long ago. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, we we started doing that. Then, like I said, it's, you know, we start getting approached for people. Hey, can you do my Facebook logo? Can you do you know, my icons for Gum Road. Can you do all these different things or whatever? We did some website design. We do, I mean, it's just kind of crazy all the amount of things that people want us to do. And we, we try to make it happen. You know, we've got the people, we've got, you know, everything in place to do it. So we get a lot of custom requests too. So we get going in all these different uh, directions. And then, like I said, this last year, then all of a sudden people are coming in saying, hey, you know what? I want to promote this brand. Can you help me with that? So we start looking at brand promotions. Then we got people coming up to us with exclusives for their products. And then we had a, another gentleman come up with us. Uh, he had a, a really popular uh, clothing line in the 90s, and he wants to bring that back. So we're working with that. We've gotten people that come to us with their software design, their software for like uh, merch on merch and, and POD everything and there's they want us to promote it and Brianna is just taking off on that some of that stuff it's just yeah I don't know it's I know it sounds like everything would be a straight line and if you map it out there probably is a straight line to it uh, but it just seems like it's like a squirrel chasing a shiny object or whatever it's it just hold on to your pants and just keep things just keep coming at us so fast and we keep changing so much that it's sometimes it's hard it's difficult to keep up with everything well it does sound like they build on each other a lot of these there's they're they're connected they're like tentacles one of the big questions i get is 
how can I get a group like yours, Jeremy? How did you and Brianna and Bob connect so well? How do I get that depth of relationship? Because it's deeper than just a partner, a business partnership. I mean, I've seen you guys out. You, you do make it a point when you are in a place like in Vegas or whatever to get together and, and actually sit face to face, look eye to eye off of a computer. Um, how, do, how do you, how does it work for you guys? What makes it, you know, if you can think about some of the, the key things and then how do you attract others like that? Jeremy, that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the best way to, to start them off or thing is just to basically chat within Facebook and, and trying to join, start mastermind groups as far as just a group of friends that get together that all kind of like-minded, um, you know, you, you, you start putting people together and pretty soon you'll, you'll realize who clicks with who. And with Bob and Brianna and I, there was just something else there where we just clicked really well. We all fed off each other very well. Um, what Bob knew, what I knew, what Brianna knew, all complimented each other. Yeah. It, it really just melded together really well with the three of us to the point where it's like, okay, we're it's us. We're a group now. You know, we're going to do our thing. I think that's a good point. So when you're taking in, you're almost finishing each other's sentences because you're building off of this idea and it gets bigger and bigger. Those are things that are very good clues, right? That success leaves clues. Those are very good clues that this relationship could work. Hmm. Like right. it. And when, and when you get, I mean, you can get people together and you can push, you know, push two people together that are, you know, big people in the industry, things like that, or, you know, just, you know, what you think are like-minded people, but you won't actually get along, you know, but, you know, you may have complimentary, you know, talents and things like that, everything. But once you hit a certain spot where you realize that you get, or that these people click together, um, you can build something special. Yeah. That's a big point, right? So if you're not getting along with somebody, if you're just not working, okay, just move on. That's a clue that that partnership probably won't work. And that's okay. Not everybody does get along. Find those people that you do work well with because you want to go the long game. I mean, when you got together with these guys, did you think it would be, you had no clue it would ever get to this level, correct? Yeah. At first, like I said, we just, we were just going to split a VA between the three of us. We had no idea it was going to be something like this. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's a, this is one of the biggest questions I get about is there's the clue. That's what it takes to put together a group the other thing you have to do is you have to contribute, don't you, Jeremy? You just can't, you know, suck off of uh, Bob and Brianna's ideas. You've <laughs> got to contribute, too. Yeah, it's, it is. Everybody has to contribute. Everybody has to put in. Um, if you don't, basically, you'll, you'll – and it's not, it's not that it's, everybody's going to resent everybody else, but there is a, a level there where you start resenting people that don't contribute. You know, they're just there to take the information. They're just there to, um, you know, pull off of everybody else without putting anything back into it. And I've been in groups like that before. You know, they you'll get a group of like 10 people, you know, call it a mastermind group or whatever. Um, and you'll find out that there's like three or four people who are the active people. They're the ones contributing everything. And you always get three or four people who basically don't do anything um, they don't contribute to it they just kind of complain sometimes um, you know and and it's not that you don't like them or anything like that or anything but after a while you're like why do I keep doing this in this group you know why do I keep pushing the group everything when I'm not getting anything from these other people why basically I'm just giving them everything 
you know, relationships aren't one-sided. Right. Okay. And so, it happens a lot. And that's why a lot of mastermind groups break up. That's why a lot of, you know, uh, smaller groups and stuff don't make it. You know, they just, it's not an equal type of thing. Yeah. You know, whereas once you realize what people you do click with, you know, you got to go do your own thing with them. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not anything to do with even contributing. Sometimes it's just a personality thing. Um, you know, it could be anything, but you'll, once you find somebody you really click with, it's, it's something you got to chase after because that, that's what can turn into something special. Yeah. I always say to have friends, you've got to be a friend, right? And that's really important to maintain that. Um, and through thick and thin, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm not on and so, you know, that's not good, but you know, that's when a friend can help pull you up. And I think that's very valuable. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about this. You're pulling up stakes and you're moving 2000 miles. Pretty much 2,000 and change? Um, I want to say it's like 2,600 miles, yeah. Yeah, 2,600 miles. And yet, and yet, your e-commerce and your services business, you know, uh, mm-hmm. can move with you. Yes. Yeah, everything goes with me. I, I get there. I hit the ground running. I don't have to worry about, oh, I need to find an office. I need to find this. I don't have to worry about looking for a job or anything like that when I get there. I mean, everything's in place. Everything travels. Now, think about designing a life. Um, if you were working for a company, you know, you generally, unless they have a, happen to have a location where you're going, it isn't happening. You've got to start over again. You've got to start from the bottom on that new company. You've got to start, you know, relationship. I don't care if you start at the, the CEO. You just got to start at the bottom relationship-wise with that staff, right? You've got to start all over again. So for you, there are two big benefits here. One, your business is seamless and just moves across. Two, your business partners and, and friends, uh, you're connected with, you're able to connect with more being towards the East Coast. That's a, that's right. a powerful because, I mean, let, take pause for a second here. You're going through a divorce. That's, I always t- say to people, that's a death, right? Because this was a marriage. I mean, this was, you know, that was something. And now it's a death. And you're going to mourn that. But you're going to be surrounded by friends. That's very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was married for 20 years. And it was just things hadn't had kind of started sliding downhill for a couple of years and we or last few years and we just grew apart and the last several months have been pretty bad so it was just a point where okay you know it's time to do this so you know divorce is going to happen um i'm still in the process of that of course everything i am still packing up the house and i'll be leaving here on the 31st um so technically i'll be homeless in two days um <laughs> You know, so, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that just, it just happens in life. I mean, but how important is it that you have that, not just the business, those relationships, because they're deeper than just a business partner, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing how supportive everybody is. Um, like as soon as I, you know, said, Hey, I want to, I'm going to move to the East coast. I don't know where yet. And Bob's like, yeah, I got a place here. You're, you're welcome to stay here. Brianna's like, yeah. If you want to show up here, whatever we got, you know, we're going to, we're going to hollow out the, the automotive center we had and everything, turn it into a warehouse. Um, you can work out of that. We'll figure out where you're going to live. I don't know yet, but you know, we'll figure it out. Um, but everybody has been really helpful and, you know, and, and supportive over everything. Well, but that didn't just happen again by mistake. That's a design. Not that you planned the divorce. I don't mean it that way, but the friendship to be deeper, okay. 
because of these relationships and you putting in the time equally or, you know, maybe more than others at some time and then less than others as you're going through these challenging times and then mm-hmm. pulling you along. That's the power of a group. And a, here's the other thing, though. But, Jeremy, those guys know your store. They know all your business. Aren't they taking from you? Aren't they, isn't your stuff at risk because of that? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, actually, Bob, Brandon, and I, we even have our own, we even have the passwords to our accounts on a, on a Google Doc. Um, there's, there's nothing that they, that I do that they don't know about. There's nothing I sell that they don't know about. Um, if there is, because they haven't been paying attention at any point, I mean, my, my password and everything is, is on a Google doc. They can look it up and just access my accounts. I, I, I have complete trust in both of them. I have no problem with them accessing every bit of information I have. So, so let me Which ask. Is oh, go ahead. Another odd thing in this in this community, um, everybody is so protective of their storefronts and and so protective of everything. Um, it really is an oddity, and I've talked to other sellers about it who are just like absolutely you know astounded that I would give that kind of information to somebody else. Um, but I have the same access to Bob's. I have the same access to Brianna's. Um, I actually have, we actually have a, 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 sec, a secondary account that we use between us that actually has access to all three accounts. Um, it's kind of crazy the amount of trust there is between the three of us. Yeah, but let me tell you though, let's just pause for a second and think about this. You're going through a tough time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and yet they're there for you because of yes. that. that. That's the miss for people. I get it. For some people, it's all business, and I understand that, and that's cool for them. But for the, some of us, it's more than that. It's, it's the rest, you know, to me, I always say this, is that our business life and our personal life are so intermingled at this point. Sometimes I don't know when one ends, when the other begins. But that, to me, is a very, to me, that's a benefit, you know, because oh, yeah. it doesn't feel pressure. I don't feel like I've been traveling for the last, uh, I think it was like six or seven days. Honestly, I haven't been back, and it's the first day I'm back. And yet things just went and happened and yet I was able to come home and actually I didn't come home went to my kids and it just the world kept going and our business kept going to me that's designed um, so this depth of relationship that you've got I think there's another big lesson for people that's what it takes to be able to have somebody there for you really there for you when you need them because you will need them mm-hmm. your life is going to happen I don't care okay. who it is life is going to happen to all of us through a marriage death uh, birth, um, you know, fires, floods, uh, poor people in Ellicott City, right? Floods, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Life happens. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, there's a there's a friendship and a trust there between the three of us that, that a lot of people don't have in this community. And that's actually what makes our group special and probably what drives a lot of it. Um, you know, with the trust, too, it's kind of funny because, like, when we were in Vegas, when we had met up, um, I called Bob that afternoon and said, "Hey Bob, I found a product. You want in on it?" He goes, "Sure. How much is it?" And he, I said, "I'm gonna spend about ten grand." He goes, "Okay." He didn't even know what it was. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't he care. Was, yeah, he's like, "Okay, you say it's a good item. We're we're golden." You know, so he's got stuff, and I had it delivered to my house. I, you know, I built the shipment, everything else. I sent it into his account because I have access to his accounts, everything. And uh, I'm still not sure he knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that cool for him, right? He wins. You win. Um, oh, man. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, when you, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. When you think about 
your biggest strength? Because I kind of know what Bob's and Brianna's is. What do you think yours is? What would they say yours is? That's even a better question. Uh, mine is probably management. Would they say I, that? I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, but in as far as business and and stuff, I can pull stuff together. I can pull ideas together but, uh, really well. Um, I can actually see the way a path works through us through a system very well also oh visually uh, like you can just see it yeah i can see how things how things will turn out how how things can be planned out i, I don't know how you explain it but um you know a part of that's part of my retail um history and stuff i used to be a walmart store manager um i did that for you know several years i've done you know i've owned my own automotive business i've just I've always been in a planning stage of, of business for so long that there's I can actually see how a product will develop. I can I know how the process works. I don't know I don't know how to explain it all um, because it's for me it's almost like a second nature. Um, I, it's not something I studied. It's just something that just kind of comes to me naturally. Hmm. When I think about uh, like a Walmart store manager, I think of an orchestra leader because there's so many moving pieces, moving at different speeds, making different noises, right? Uh, you know, one time a year, seasonal, you know, Christmas toys are the hottest thing in the world, right? And yet right. all these other, th- if you live in the north, snow tires are, uh, are some of the hottest things, right? Or, you know, if you think about all those different departments that are moving um, uh, the pharmacy, I, all those different things. That takes somebody who's got the ability to keep his eye on everything, yet keep his hand in everything, just a little bit, just enough to know what's going on, to keep his finger on the pulse. So I would say that that's a great training ground. When you think about that, you know, I haven't thought about that, like a Walmart. You know, I think of Dan Wentworth. He was a uh, regional or district manager for three uh, drugstores. And mm-hmm. it's given him the ability to handle, you know, tasks, uh, high-level people across the country for his business. When you think about Walmart and the, the work that they trained you to do and the skill sets that you learned there and mastered, is that a easily transferable skill to this business? Uh, it is. Um, and a lot of it is because, well, they run you through a training course um, at the beginning when you first go into the management program and stuff everything. And I believe it's supposed to be 17 weeks or something. And uh, I completed it in about half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it just one of those things, like I said, so many things just come naturally to right. me, you know, as far as that part of it goes. And I blew through that. But the way they train you for inventory management, for the way you develop, a, even it's not developing a product or whatever, but they'll send you a product, everything, and you have to display it correctly. You have to learn how to show it off, basically. Everything. Um, stuff like that helps you with your products now because you learn inventory management again in with with Amazon Um, you also learn what looks good on you know as far as a display a picture everything like that you you already know what looks good and what's going to be more attractive to customers because you've been through that system of knowing how to set up displays and stuff Mm -hmm. in you know plus with the with our multiple VAs and stuff like that um, you know I'm used to Back then, I was running, you know, 300 and something people, I think 350 or so, um, you know, for employees and stuff. So when we get into managing, you know, a few dozen VAs, you know, I don't have a problem with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing for you. That's a a Sunday morning, eh, let's pull out a schedule real quick for you. Right. So a lot of the skills I I learned, you know, in retail and, and when I was going through that, or even when I was, you know, 
um, district manager for Midas and store managers for Midas when I was working in, on cars when I was younger, um, or even working in my own business now, whatever, for the automotive shop stuff. You just, you have a way of using those skills in every aspect of your life, really. Well, how do you make the transition? Because I think that's a good question people are going to say. How do you make the transition from working for somebody in management, especially, and and the security that it brings? Because, you know, a store manager for Walmart makes a decent living. And then you jump into entrepreneurship. Or is that why you stayed part-time for so long? Uh, I was never a good employee. <laughs> I, I still, I'm still not. Um, no, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, you have the security and everything of working for somebody else. Getting that paycheck is nice because you can plan things. Um, but I've always wanted to work for myself everything. And, you know, ever since, like I said, I've owned the automotive shop and that's kept me part time with the selling online. Um, you know, it just, it's a matter of timing and stuff, okay. you know, and I, I closed the automotive shop, uh, last Friday for the last time. Um, and Amazon and my online business will be my full-time gig from now on. Do you plan on going full-time in it, or do you? Or is the lifestyle kind of important for you? No, I'll be I'll be full-time. Okay. And, All right. I didn't know if you so if you planned on. Every, yeah, I'm gonna put everything into the online businesses. Um, you know, because like I said, I've always done it part-time, and I always kind of felt like you know, I'm always been the slacker because, like I said, you know, Bob's been full-time for a couple of years now. Um, Brianna's always been full-time with it, you know, for it seems like forever. So they they they've always been able to put a lot more time in, into stuff like this. Um, they've been able to build their businesses bigger than mine. They've been, you know, they've they're way off beyond me. Okay. Uh, so I am really looking forward to getting caught up. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. What do you think about, you know, your personal habits? Because one of the things that you had, you had a discipline. You had to be efficient, as you said earlier, because you only had limited time. You, were, you had time constraints. Well, you don't have them anymore, Jeremy. How are you going to manage that? Um, I, I still have time constraints. You know, I mean, everybody does. You still only get 24 hours a day. Um, part of, you know, I don't, I don't sleep a lot. You know, as far as that goes, um, just because I've always got so much going on and I don't plan on that stopping, to be honest. Okay. Uh, when I get to, you know, get across country and I get get there, I've got so much to get caught up on. Um, I can't I can't even imagine all the stuff that I've, I've got to get caught up on on the, the merch side and the POD um, with the VA rentals and stuff. Um, plus my own business. I actually ordered some pallets. Um, to get sent or pallet to get sent over there um, last week, so I've got merchandise ready for me when I get there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna hit the ground running, and I don't think I've ever had any problem. You know, finding the drive to keep moving every day. Does it feel right this whole thing? I mean, I know you know again you're going through a tough time, closing your. I mean, and and walking away from the automotive business can't be none of that can be easy. None of this description. I mean, I I know it's a little bit of an adventure for you, but but realistically, deep down, this isn't easy. But does it feel right? Yes and no. I mean, okay. it is a sad chapter. You know, you like I said, you you get a divorce after 20 years. Um, basically, I'm leaving her. I'm leaving with nothing. Um, I'm going to pack the car with what fits in the car, and that's all I'm taking. Um, I'm taking all the debts, you know, all that stuff, everything. So I'm actually leaving in the hole. Um, you know, so it's it's one of those things where I'm like, dude, it's just money and stuff. 
she can have all the stuff. I signed over the automotive shop. I signed over everything. It, it's just stuff. I don't care about any of that. It. Uh, I've always been able to take care of everything myself. I can get more money. I can get more stuff. That's the easy part. Uh, finding happiness. And what would that look like for you? I was going to ask that question. What would happiness look for look like for you? Um, to be honest, I think it's just basically being able to do what I want again. Freedom. You know, um, I've been, yeah, I've I've been so constrained with everything for so long that the idea of some freedom, everything, which I don't mean to like, you know. I'm leaving a marriage to, to to get freedom or something like that because that's that's not really accurate because people that are married and happy and, and everything there's a lot of freedom there and you can do stuff with your spouse and stuff but I mean you know every day between my online business between the shop between the marriage between everything whatever I work 16 18 hours a day I have a schedule kind of you know, where I'm gone from, you know, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. The, every day on the weekends, I've got a certain amount of time planned for everything I can do. Um, it's one of those things that will be really different to be able to, to say, okay, you know what? We're going to New Orleans for the for this conference or we're going to Denver. We're going to, you know, Vegas or stuff. I've never been to any of the conferences before. Um, the only ones I've ever been to are ASD in Vegas because of time constraints. I just I, I don't have the ability to just pick up and go to like Minneapolis or, or you know Chicago or any of those. Um, so the idea of being able to actually be able to do stuff like that is really attractive to me. Yeah, that sounds like it. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I think I think it sounds like you've earned it. You deserve it. You know, even like ASD or whatever, I would have to plan that out like two months ahead of time because I have to shut down the shop for a certain amount of time. I have to do, you know, everything had to, has to be planned for everything. Um, I think it'll be a lot different, you know, being able to just say, somebody call up and say, hey, you want to go to Chicago this weekend and be able to go to a conference there or something. And it's, to be able to say yes and actually be able yeah. to do it. That's and, and, and when you were working in your corporate jobs or working for Walmart, working for those other places, you didn't have that flexibility. So you finally now are in control of that. Ooh, I can't wait to see, right. you know, to talk to you later on to see how it, how it went for you. So, so one of the goals <laughs> of this podcast is to help people move forward when they're stuck. So Jeremy was stuck, right? Jeremy had some challenges. Yeah. I think we all just heard that. Jeremy's very honest, very candid, uh, very open. These are open sores. Uh, this isn't easy. Um, but Jeremy got past it. Jeremy's getting past it. He feels like he's got a group of people that are pulling him rather than pushing back from him. And I'm telling you, that I think that, ooh, I get the tingles just thinking about that. That if I had Bob Steele and a Brianna supporting me, how powerful that is. I have my own group, so I mean, I don't mean to take away from my friends. But it, it's just, to me, um, it gives me the chills to think about that because it's not like you're running away from something. It's kind of like you're going towards something. And to me, that's a very, very, very cool place that not many people can get to. So give us some advice for people who don't, who are staring at the same thing. They're staring at a big stuck point, whether it be in a marriage, whether it be in their health, whether it be in their business, whether it be, you know, Amazon taking down reviews that are longer than a year ago, you know, whether, whether it be whatever, how do you, What's your advice for helping them push past that? You know, honestly, there's everybody has to find their own path to things. But I think what you have to do is you have to learn how to chase an opportunity. 
um, you know, like for right now, whatever, where, where I'm headed right now, whatever, there are so many doors open to me, so many opportunities available. Um, I, I don't even know which ones to take, to be honest, because, I mean, there's so many things that I can do um, at this point. Um, I think when you're stuck, you have to start looking at what makes you happy, what makes you unhappy. Um, obviously, you chase the happy. You know, <laughs> you go in, when, you go, when you're going that direction and everything. But you actually have to find, you have to find what drives you. You have to find your passion. Um, if you find something that you really are passionate about, that you just absolutely love everything, that's what you got to go after. You got to make that work. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it means you, know, you you leave other things in your life that maybe meant something to you, you know, and that does happen. You know, it's just part of life, everything. But you have to you have to go after what makes you happy and where where your your passion is. There's there's nothing more important than than the 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 happiness of I don't know what you want to call it bliss maybe. Mm. Uh, but you know you have to chase your own dreams love it i love that one learn how to chase an opportunity that's powerful dude yeah. all right so if somebody wants to follow up best way to get in touch with you i'm honestly picking me up on facebook i'm in any of our groups um the va rentals the uh, elite product sourcing groups um uh, you can just you know message me directly you know jeremy wilson it pretty i'm in a lot of the groups not all of them i actually had to drop a bunch of the groups this year um, because just the negativity in so many of them was getting to the point where it's like, dude, I don't, you don't learn anything in this group. I'm just dropping it, you know, and this group is just nothing but complainers. So I dropped them and I actually left a lot of groups this year. Well, yeah. you don't need that, especially, you know, you're ultra sensitive. You're going through all this stuff. You don't need that negativity in your life. I think that's a very healthy thing to do. I'll put yes. the links for Jeremy's stuff there. Um, but, you know, uh, and Steve doesn't benefit in any way, but Elite Product Sourcing, they have a tremendous amount of tools. And here's the key. They've been doing it for a while. I look at, com I look at these businesses over time, longevity. You see people come and go. We all see them. They pop up and then, boom, they're magically gone. Well, guess what? That's because they didn't follow through on what they promised right but i watch right. these guys over time and the reason that they're expanding is because people are saying wait you've done this for me could you also do this for me these are also's and then you heard jeremy talk about all these extra benefits so elite product sourcing i'll put links to their businesses um and you know i tell people all the time you've got to find the group that's right for you you know find the people that yeah. you fit with that matters the most because that's the long game i mean look at look at this look at jeremy and brianna and uh Bob, there's a reason that they've connected so well because it's a long game and they're consistent. And so I just think that's so powerful. Jeremy, you know, man, the, oh, go ahead. With Elite Product Sourcing, yeah, we, we started that and there wasn't a whole lot of those groups around and there wasn't a lot of those services around. Um, so yeah, it's been around a lot longer than most of them. Um, same thing with the VA Rentals. We, we started that up as far as the merch and the POD um, and that's been around longer than just about anybody else also. Well, there's a reason, though. I mean, we've again, been doing, we've been doing both for years, so right. You wouldn't be be there still unless you were doing it right, and so that's my point. Right. That's what I look for. I look for longevity and consistency. Anybody can do something once. I want to see it again and again. <laughs> and you guys have done a great job. So I'll have all those links for you, Jeremy. And I wish you nothing but success. I know you're you're going to find uh, it. Um, you've already found it, but you're going to find it again. And to me, this surrounding yourself with a group of people um, in business and in life 
at a deeper level is why. And so, man, I just applaud you, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Great guy. Uh, tough story. Um, but, you know, he, he was very candid and very open with it, and it, these, are, these are raw wounds. Um, so that's not easy to do. I don't know that I would make it through without getting choked up, to be honest with you. Um, I, he definitely gave me the chills a few times. Um, and, again, knowing uh, Bob and Brianna so well, they're the perfect people to be with. Both of them will build you up. They're not taking you down. They're going to build you up. And those relationships are so powerful. I'm lucky. I'm fortunate to know them. I'm not quite at the level he does, but man, they make my life better. So find those people. I think Jeremy's advice was really good. Join a group and you're going to figure out who you click with. And if they're willing to work as hard, if they care as much about their business as you do yours, if you have the same values, uh, personal values, those are important. If you have the same goals and ambitions, that might be the first part of your group so you can get to this level of relationships. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.